What I'm trying to say is watch out for the new year, new you trap that can make you feel like you're doing it wrong, that can make you feel like you're missing out or that you're not like everybody else. If you'd rather sleep the extra hour or extra 10 minutes, then sleep. This is your Kick-Ass Life Podcast, episode number 262. This is the Your Kick-Ass Life Podcast with Andrea Owen, a no BS guide to self-help and badassery. Because ladies, let's face it, life's too short for it to not kick ass. And here's your host, the girl who serves it up straight with a side of crazy, Andrea Owen. Hey there, ass kickers. Welcome to another episode of the podcast. I am so glad you are here. It is the new year if you listen to this podcast as it comes out, or you might be listening to this in February. Regardless, happy new year, and I hope the holidays treated you well. I'm recording this the week between Christmas and New Year's, which is always that awkward week where nobody knows what day it is. My husband's company like totally shuts down, so he's home all week. My kids are home all week, and it's really weird and awkward, but fun, right? I've actually spent some days during the week doing absolutely nothing, (laughs) which is so amazing and delightful and at the same time, really weird. It's weird when you work from home. Anybody out there listening that works from home and it's sort of awkward. It's like, oh, there's my office, the place that I work and I'm here in my pajamas and it's 4 p.m. on a Tuesday And it's very confusing. I feel very conflicted about the whole thing. At any rate, we've been watching some movies. My kids actually stuck around and watched the Ruth Bader Ginsburg documentary. I think it's on Netflix. It's either on Netflix or Hulu. I I can't remember. And it was so good. Oh my God, it was so good. And coincidentally, after that, that other documentary called American Meme we also decided my kids were not there. Of course, um, we, my husband and I watched. We watched like half of it, and I was like, I can't even stomach watching this, especially after watching the RBG documentary and also the Princess Pride. I hadn't seen that movie in probably twenty plus years, and my kids saw it too, and it's so good. It's just, I mean, who doesn't love a good love story, right? I have been doing some work this week. I've had some really amazing conversations with some women who have signed up for the mentorship that's coming up this spring. It's my signature group program that's all about shame resilience. And if you resonated really with either of my books, but more specifically the second one, How to Stop Feeling Like Shit, all those behaviors in there, all 14 of them, (laughs) we do those in an effort to avoid shame. We do those to avoid criticism, rejection, pain, you know, those types of really uncomfortable life things. And they work for a little while until they don't. I was talking to one woman who has a very high powered career and I was saying, you know, overachieving and perfectionism and control probably got you through college and got you to climb the ladder in your job and, you know, have all the success that you've had and it works until it doesn't. And she was like, Exactly. That's exactly why I'm here and I'm ready to learn new coping mechanisms. And that's really what shame resilience is. It's 
more healthy, better coping mechanisms that make you feel proud and powerful and dare I say it, more in control of your life. And what it really is, is you're more in alignment with your values. You're more in alignment with the woman that you want to be. And that feels free and it feels powerful. And that is what I teach. And it's super small group. That way it's really intimate. I get to know you very well. You get to know your fellow sisters in the group. And if you want some more information on it, just shoot us an email, support at yourkickasslife.com. Emily will send you over a Google Doc that has just the bullet points, who this is for, what you walk away with, what are the logistics, all of that good stuff. And there's an application if it feels like a good fit. And then you and I will hop on the phone. All right, all right, all right. I sat down on my computer and I was thinking about the new year and I have, if if you follow the podcast for any amount of time, you know, I have views about new year (laughs) where I probably, when I first started out many years ago, when there were no roads and there were dinosaurs, no, but in internet years, you know, eight years ago, seems like a million years ago. But anyway, I probably did like the uh, you know, new year, let's start this new year, right? Let's do your resolutions. Let's do your goals. And you know what? For some people that works and that kicks ass for them and they rock it out. I am not that person. (laughs) And maybe it's because I do so much personal development work all year long. I'm like, I don't know y'all. I feel like slow and steady wins the race. And it doesn't have to be this like burst of excitement in the new year. But for some people, that's super motivating and inspiring. So by all means, go and do that. But that typically doesn't work for me. What I hear a lot, whether it's the beginning of the year or any time of the year, I hear about morning routines. And I know that, again, this is some people's kryptonite. For some people, it works really well. For some people, it doesn't work at all. And I just feel like there's so much emphasis. I know that there are books written specifically about the morning routine. And let me let me just stop for a second because I understand why people think that they need a morning routine because I understand that some people feel like, and I remember when my kids were really little and they would get up so stinking early. And I am not by nature a morning person. I have had to evolve into one, being a parent and having children that like to get up early. And now it's not so bad. But before it was just painful, painful that my son on the regular would get up at five in the morning, sometimes before that. And we would be hit, you know, it hit the ground running and it just was, it was really difficult. And I felt like my day, especially like when they started school, I would start out kind of stressed out. And so I understand how people can think like, okay, well, if I get up a little bit earlier and just, especially if you're a parent, I have some time to myself, whether you are drinking coffee, just in the quiet solitude, or you get out your journal and you write things down, then you feel like you have some semblance of grounding and that is important. I absolutely a thousand percent think that if you have tried the one way, you've tried waking up stressed out, feeling like you're not rested, feeling like you're frazzled, and then you have to like take care of other people. Or even if you're not a parent, you just, you know, didn't sleep well, you get up in a frenzy and you're running late and you can't find something that's not wrinkled to wear and you're going to miss the train or the carpool or 
the traffic or whatever, and it's that feeling, it just starts your day out shitty, right? I get it. I get it. And you want something different. You want to feel different. I mean, that's what personal development is all about. The bottom line of it is that you are trying to feel, that's also what addiction is about, but that's another story for another day. (laughs) Trying to feel better, right? We're trying to feel different than we feel. We're trying to, in the words of Tony Robbins, you're trying to get to a different state. And where I feel like it goes sideways, as personal development can, is when you put so much emphasis on it, when you feel like it's going to be your solution, capital S, it's going to be the thing that totally changes your life. And some people feel like, okay, this type of morning routine is going to be it. And they try it and it doesn't work. And they're like, forget it. I'm terrible at this. I'm a failure, et cetera, et cetera. And they go down that train. And the thing is, is that you, I think that what's really important, and this goes with any kind of personal development tool, you have to try different things to see what works for you. Okay. You have to, you know, if the the getting up an hour earlier and going immediately for a run, which that kind of blows my mind. Like you people that do that, you are my heroes. Like (laughs) you like get out of bed and then no coffee, no, you might have like a drink of water and you put on your running shoes and you go and you go for a run or you get on your treadmill or you get on your Peloton. Like what? What? What kind of human are you? That is amazing. You win. Like you, (laughs) you are the winners, but no, I just, I am slow ish to wake up. I'm one of those people. Anyway, I got, I got sidetracked there for a second thinking about those superhuman people, but you just, you have to try different things and Sometimes the morning meditating and journaling doesn't work for you. Sometimes the morning getting out of bed, you know, sleeping in your running shoes and then going for a run, that might not work for you either. But I I do think it's important, like if you are set on this morning routine thing, then by all means, go and do it. However, I feel like so much pressure gets put on people to figure out this morning routine thing, saying that the most successful people have a morning routine and that if you don't have one, you're just losing at life. Too bad for you. So that's what I wrote about. And I'm just going to jump into it. All right. I'm about to say something that goes against what you might be hearing from other self-help, motivational speakers, cheerleaders, thought leaders. You don't need a morning routine if you don't want one. Or I'm going to add to that, you don't need a morning routine if you've tried them and they don't work for you. Because I have a confession, I haven't had a regular morning routine in about, well, never. I used to have a morning routine, side note, and actually I don't, I have never had a morning routine, this is for certain, I've never had a morning routine where... I got up first thing in the morning and did something specific for myself, you know, to set up my day. I mean, unless you count having coffee, because that's it. That is like the consistent thing that I do every single day in the morning. I have had morning routines and I still actually do this. I would say half the days of the week ish is when my kids are at school, I get them ready. I take them to school. I come back to my home office or maybe for you, it's you come back home to get ready for work or you get to work and have like a few minutes. I sit down and write in my journal. It is one page and my journal is small. (laughs) 
<laughs> and it's been different things as time has gone on. It's changed. But I only do that on some days of the week. It's not a consistent, I wouldn't call it like a morning practice. It's like a some days morning practice. And I know that there are self-help books specifically written about this, that scientists with glasses and white lab coats with clipboards have painstakingly studied the human effects of morning routines and found that it helps people live their best life. I know there are self-help people out there who have cute names for their lists of things they do in the morning and keep telling you to get up an hour earlier than your early rising children or dog so that you can live your best life. I know you might feel like you're doing it all wrong if you stumble out of bed and reach for your phone or your coffee first thing. I know that the new year is full of new year, new you, and that your morning routine feels like this one thing that you can change that will make 2019 your best year ever. And I know you have probably made morning commitments in the past, like meditating, like working out, like setting intentions every morning. Like doing a coffee enema so you can shit like a beast. Like pulling an angel card so you can conjure your spirits and guides to be able to live your best year and your best life ever. Or maybe that last one is just me. And I also know that in the past, I have regularly set my intentions of the day and that worked for a while. And now it looks different. And that I have told you, I know that I have told you about my morning routines and maybe you felt like if you did it too, you'd be living your best life. If you get up early and do whatever it is you need to do to set yourself up for the day and you feel rested enough to do so and aren't doing it because you think you have to, if you do these things because it does in fact help you live your best life, then hell yes, sister. Or if you've tried a morning routine and it's made no significant positive changes in your life, then hell yes, sister, you tried and eh, it's just not for you. Or if just the thought of all of that makes you want to go back to bed, then hell yes, sister, <laughs> it might not be for you either. What I'm trying to say is watch out for the new year, new you trap that can make you feel like you're doing it wrong, that can make you feel like you're missing out or that you're not like everybody else. If you'd rather sleep the extra hour or extra 10 minutes, then sleep. If you're following someone on social media and you're comparing your life to theirs and it kind of seems like their life is too good to be true, it probably is, and it's all making you feel shitty, then unfollow them. If the new year makes you feel motivated and inspired, then you do that. If the new year just feels like a new month and you're just trying to keep your head above water or you feel like the pace you're going at is good for now, then you do that. Bottom line, there's no right or wrong way to live your best life. Okay, ass kickers, thanks for sticking with me. And next week, I'm really excited about the guest that I have on. It was such an extraordinary conversation I had with Thais Sky. So until then, I will see you all out in cyberspace. Bye-bye.